Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chelsea Hagen. Hallelujah. So God's given me an awesome word this morning, and it's on the fear of the Lord. And... um. You know, we can hear that and think, oh my goodness, the fear of the Lord. <laughs> um, and, and it can be really misconstrued because it's actually an extremely positive, amazing thing. When you start to delve into the Word of God and unpack what He's talking about with the fear of the Lord, it is, it is so fun. It's amazing. We should be coveting the fear of the Lord. Amen. And uh, so I just want to unpack this. I'd encourage you to get your Bibles out because I want you to see it in the Word for yourself. Um, And obviously it's not exhaustive. It's a small snippet of this topic. So I would encourage you, you know, let it stir a hunger in you that you're going to go home and you're going to research it for yourself and unpack it even more. Hallelujah. God's got a lot to say on the fear of the Lord. And so... um, So the fear is not a fear where, you know, we're scared of spiders or snakes. So it's not a a punishment fear. It's not a uh, tormenting fear that he's talking about. Um, It's a good fear. And sometimes we can hear the fear of the Lord and instantly we're like, oh, the fear of the Lord, here comes a punishment. But that's not the fear he's talking about. And so... um, So it's amazing. So that word um, fear is to be in awe of, to be exceedingly um, fearful, but in in a reverence for God, that we are so in love with Him, we are in awe of Him, we are in reverence of Him, not in a fearful place of, oh, He's just waiting for me to stuff it up and He's got a big stick. I'm not talking about that kind of fear, um, but that fear where we're just so... Um, taken by him, that that love, I just love him so much. I don't want to do anything that would hurt that relationship, that would that would hurt that sacred place that I have with God, that that intimate place. I want to protect it and guard it, and and it's that reverence and awe. And I really believe that the body of Christ needs the fear of the Lord. We all do. It should be something that we covet after God. I want to walk in the fear of the Lord. And um, so uh, Proverbs 29, 25, and we see other fears that God mentions in the Bible. And so I just want to make it really clear what the fear of the Lord is and what it's not today. So um, the fear of man, Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare or a trap or a hook, but whosoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. We can see it's a spirit, it, it, that tormenting fear that can come, um, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so fear there, God has not given us a spirit of fear, is timidity, to shrink back, to, you know, to, to pull back. We're called to be bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You're not trying to be bold. You already are. Just step into who God's called you to be. 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love. And so when you're in love, you're in God because God is love. And it says, um, perfect love casts out 
all fear, not just some, not just, you know, certain parts of your life, but it says all fear. It casts it out. It throws fear out the window because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. And so we're not talking about a tormenting fear here um, with God. And so as Christians, why do we need the fear of the Lord? You know, what is it about that? Why would God even mention the fear of the Lord in the Word of God if, if it wasn't possible for us to walk in it? Um, it is amazing. So let's go to Isaiah 11 1. 11 1. I love just showing people in the Word of God because it's infallible, it never passes away. You can see it there for yourself. You know, and when we see it in the Word, we don't want to just hear it, say, well, that's a nice sermon, but we want to walk in it. This is something that we, we all need. The whole body needs the fear of the Lord. So Isaiah 11, 1, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. It's talking about Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And so it's one of the spirits of God and his delight. So this is Jesus's delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. So if Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord, then we need to delight in the fear of the Lord also, as He is, so are we on this earth. Hallelujah. And it says, And He shall not judge after the sight of His eyes, neither approve after the hearing of His ears. And so um, we need to have it. We ought to walk the way that He walked. If Jesus had it, it's good enough for me. You know, we need, we need the, all those things, the counsel of spirit and might. We need all those aspects and attributes of God. I want them all. We're being made into the likeness of Jesus Christ. You know, we're to, we're to walk as He walks. As we grow, we, we read the Word of God and we say, okay, yep, the, the, you know, this is the way I need to go. I need to cut this off. I need to, you know, push away from this. And I need to walk, put off the old man and walk in, in the new of who God's already made me. And so we have a choice to do that. So the fear of the Lord is essential to our walk. Um, it is a glorious thing, and I'm going to show you in the Word, it is so many benefits, and it unlocks so many promises to us as Christians that we need. If we don't walk in the fear of the Lord, it doesn't unlock these promises in the Word of God, and they are amazing promises. Hallelujah. So, you know, people can say, well, you know, the fear of the Lord, wasn't that just Old Testament? You know, that you know, we, we just you know, Old Testament's fear and New Testament's love. But God's Word says, Deuteronomy 6.24, And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that He might preserve us alive as it is this day. And so that right there, that tells us always. It's, it's not relegated to old, new. It's, it's always. It's for all of eternity that we should have the spirit of the fear of the Lord on our lives. And it is, it is a glorious thing. It's beneficial and it's safe. Um, a fear of the Lord is a heart attitude. And we actually have a choice whether we walk in it or not. And so we want to walk this way. It's something to be greatly desired. The Bible tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
It's not the end, but it's a starting point where we begin to fear the Lord that we're not going to walk in the ways of evil. We're not going to get entangled in sin. We're not, gonna, we're not even going to go up to that gray area. We're not going to go near that area. It's going to be black and it's going to be white. We're not going to entertain things that we shouldn't be entertaining. We're going to be, whoa, we're going to have a healthy reverence and awe of God. You told me not to touch that. I'm not touching it because sin will kill you. The wages of sin is death. And so we need to have a healthy fear of God where we're, we're not touching unforgiveness. We're not touching any of that stuff, being offended. Because it says if we don't forgive, the Father in heaven can't forgive us. And He's no respecter of persons. We've got to stay far away from that stuff that God says, you know, of who's not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Stay far away from it. Don't go near it. Don't toy with it. Don't entertain it. Sin will kill you. You know, and the enemy comes really subtly. He doesn't just come with, you know, just some mad temptation in front of your face. He does it slowly and he does it subtly. And before you even know it, you're walking here. And then all of a sudden, you're just off over here a little bit, but you're off the narrow path. And so God's wanting his people to walk the narrow path, to walk the narrow path. The wide is the path of destruction and many be on it, it says. You know, just because everyone's saying, oh, this is the way we're going now, it doesn't make them right. You know, what we need is the truth of the Word of God that we would follow His ways and His ways alone. Nothing else works. Has anyone noticed that? In history, we go outside of the Word of God, it all falls to mud. Every time, our lives, our countries, our, every, everything falls to the wayside when we don't follow the Word of God. All morality just goes down. There's no compass. There's no plumb line anymore. Anything goes. But that's not the way that Jesus designed us. He gave us healthy boundaries. Love has healthy boundaries. Love says no to things. Because he knows if you step over that line into sin, he knows what the end result of that is. And he loves you. And the thing is, sin will separate you from God. And he doesn't want that. He paid a high price that you could live in intimacy with him. And so we don't want it to be anywhere near sin. Why? Because it separates us from intimacy with God. It separates us where we're scared now. Oh, I've done this wrong. I can't approach my father, you know, with shame and all this stuff. But Jesus said, go boldly into the throne room of grace in your time of need. You know, Jesus is, is that sacrifice that we can go boldly into the throne room of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We major on the goodness of God, but there's also a severity of God as well. And we can't have one without the other. We can't preach half a gospel where it's just all good, 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 good. And, and, and we don't hear anything about, you know, different facets of God. It's all good because He is good. They're, they're good, amazing facets. And it says in Romans eleven twenty two, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. On them which fell severity, but towards thee goodness. If you continue in His goodness, there's conditions on God's Word to unlock promises. Yes, He loves us unconditionally. If you continue in His goodness. If you don't, you, you're not going anywhere. Otherwise, you shall be cut off. And so we've got to understand as Christians, it's not just anything goes, I'll live how I want and say, Lord, Lord. It doesn't work like that. 
It doesn't work like that. There is a narrow path and God is warning us all throughout the Word of God. He gives us warning. If you endure, if you continue to the end, he who overcomes, there are conditions in the Word of God, which we need to pay heed to, have that fear of the Lord. God, you, what you are saying, you mean. You're no respecter of persons. If I died today and I've got unforgiveness in my heart, even though I've had a good relationship with God on the earth, he he will not go against his word. If you're in fornication and you died tonight, he will not go against his word. If you're in adultery, if you're in sin, all those things that he talks about in his word, if you're in those things, get out, repent. Get your hands off those things because they'll kill you. They'll kill you. And that's why God, He warns us all the time. He gives us from A to Z, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, Genesis to Revelations. He shows us, He teaches us. It's not a surprise. It's not like we're trying to work this thing out. He's got it all laid out for us. But He said, it's not the hearers. It's not the hearers, it's the doers of the Word. It's hearing the Word and going, God, am I living like that? God, is, does my life reflect that of your Word? And if it's not, change. If it's not, get out of that sin. Repent. Turn the other way. Turn from that thing that's killing you and turn towards God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can't afford to be even near sin. We can't even afford to be in that gray area whatsoever. Stay away from it. Stay away from that stuff. You know, God, um, you know, if God doesn't punish evil, He's an unjust God. God does punish evil. He's a, you know, He's a just God. He's a holy God. He is who He says He is. And we need to not just be, you know, blasé with His Word, but we need to read it and let it cut us, let it change us, let it transform us. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his mind. He will judge us according to his word, it says. When we stand before him, when we have to give an account, I have to give an account. You have to give an account of your life here on earth. What did you do with his son? As a leader, we're more accountable. What did you do with the people that came into your congregation? You know, we have to give an account. You're not going to be standing with Pastor Charles. You're going to be standing on your own. You're not going to be standing as part of a married couple. You're going to be standing on your own. You have to give a personal account of your life here on this earth. Hallelujah. Let it be one where God says, good and faithful servant, well done. You know, and it's something that we all need to, you know, we all need to uh, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, the Bible says. It says, work out your own salvation. Don't try and work someone else's out. Work out your own. Work out your own. Are you right with God today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a fearful thing, it says, to fall into the hands of a living God. Are we leading the people the right way? As leaders, are we leading people the right way? Are we leading them onto the narrow path? Are we just kind of tolerating, oh, yeah, no, that's okay. You know, if you see people in sin, the loving thing to do, if you see someone in habitual sin, speak the truth to them. 
You know, we might not be the judge, like that's it, but a good lawyer, we're lawyers, right? We've got the book. A good lawyer will tell you if you continue down that path, this is what's going to happen. And that's true love, to risk relationship, to risk friendship, to say, hey, the way that you're going is wrong, man. I love you and I'm going to tell you, I'm not just going to let you wander off over there. A true brother or a sister will warn you and tell you if they see you off track. Praise God, tell me. If you see me off track, man, warn me, tell me. That's true love. True love warns. If my son just walks out on, you know, goes to run out on a main road and I see a big truck coming, I'm not just going to stand there and go, hey, Caleb, I'm going to get him and I'm going to yank him out of the way of that truck that's going to kill him. You would, do, you would be negligent and wicked if I just stood there knowing that that truck's going to kill my son and do nothing and say nothing. And it's the same with the gospel. People are going to hell every day. How negligent of us to not warn and speak to people and tell them. That is love. It's love. It's uncomfortable to tell them, but I'd rather them be offended here than in an eternity without God. Come on, this is, I, I feel the weight of, of, of God on this. Hallelujah. And, I, the, you know, this, the, the fear of the Lord, it unlocks supernatural protection. It unlocks so many keys, and this is one of them. Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around them that fear him, and he delivers them. The angels aren't encamping around everyone. The angels are encamping around them that fear him, and he delivers them. What a promise is that? Hey, I walk in the fear of God, and I've got angels. <laughs> I've got supernatural bodyguards living around me and camping. They, they live there. They follow you around. They, they camped out. So if you want that, we need to covet the fear of the Lord and we need to begin to walk in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Isaiah 33, 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is His treasure. Whoa. The fear of the Lord is treasure. It's something that we should... Covet, it should be something that we want. I want the treasure of God. I want angels and camping around me. And that's just two promises that are unlocked when we begin to walk in the fear of the Lord. How awesome is this? When I was, when I was unpacking this, I'm like, this is so amazing, God. Why, why, don't, why does no one talk about this stuff? Because we've got, we've got a wrong perception. It's not a negative thing, the fear of the Lord. It's ridiculously positive. Hallelujah. Here's another one. If you want provision in your life, you know, maybe you're really, um, you know, lacking in, in your life and it's like, man, how come I just keep, keep falling behind? Uh, Psalm 34, 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints, for there is no want to them that fear Him. Oh. You want to have no lack? Fear God. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Man, that's just three amazing promises. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. It says Psalm 2, 11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. We've got to come back to the reverence and the awe of God again. We're so blessed. I was saying the other day, you know, in the Old Testament, they could only go into the presence of God once a year. Once a year, we get to go in 24-7. Let's never take that for granted. Let's never treat that as a, as a, a flippant thing where we just, we just abuse it. Let us, you know, really consecrate that in our heart. I'm coming into the presence of the Lord. You know, even in here, when the worship's on, you know, honor it. Come into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 103.13, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Oh, come on. Joshua 4.23, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty and that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Let us fear the Lord our God forever. Let it start today. If you don't have that fear of God in your life, let it start today. Say, God, I wanna walk in that. I choose to walk in that today. I'm not going to walk just this blasé walk. It says, you know, that we're to, we're to run our race on earth to win. To win. You look at a relay race. They're, they're, they're ready, man. They're waiting for that bat on to come. They already start running before it's even in their hand. And they're running to win. And that's got to be the same with us. Our time here on earth is so short. So short. We've got to, we've got to batten. We've got to, we've got to run, you know. <laughs> But let's run for the glory of God. Let's run. It says to, to live is gain. To, you know, to live is Christ. To die is gain. Either way we win, it doesn't matter. But while we're here, let's run for Christ. You know, let's not start off well and end up somewhere else. Let's run. So every, every, you know, at the end of my life, I love God more. At the end of my life, I've, you know, I've done everything that He asked me to do. At the end of my life, I can say, yes, God, I was obedient. Yes, you know, I, I, I did the things that you asked me to do. I fulfilled my assignment here on this earth to the best of my ability. I gave it all, God. You know, that's what we need at the end because we're all going to give an account. We're all going to give an account. This is awesome for the future generation, Psalm 103, 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him and His righteousness unto the children's children. Woo, that's a generational blessing promise right there. If we as parents would fear God, that our children's children, hallelujah, Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We've got to be people that love instruction. We've got to be people that love correction. We've got to read the Word of God and let it speak to us. It says it's for correction, for doctrine, for, you know, all those things. We need to let it speak to us. We need to let it cut the Word of God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. 
You can't have the fear of the Lord and be a partaker of evil. It doesn't work like that. We can't be fearing God one minute and partaking of sin the next. We can't be at church one week and we praise the Lord and we're flat out in sin Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We're to be holy unto God. We're to walk as a living sacrifice unto God. It's, it's 24-7. It's our whole life. It's our whole life. You know, sin is a cheap, nasty counterfeit of what God's got for you. I tell you, it will never satisfy you. It will never satisfy you. Maybe for a moment. Is it, is it, is it worth, you know, the wages of sin is death. Is, is it worth it? When you could have something so glorious as God's blessing over your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, this is awesome. This truth. Oh, so good. So how does the Bible teach us to walk in the fear of the Lord? And so it's really clear. I love the word. It's just all mapped out. So we don't even need to ask God that question because it already says it in the Word of God. So Psalm 34, 11. Come, you children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. He's already in here. He wants us. He's saying, come, children, I'll teach you. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Is there anyone in here that desires life? You want long days that you may see good. Put your hand up if that's you. All of us. Hallelujah. And then it goes on to say, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. There you go. There's the instruction of the Lord. That's how we walk in the fear of the Lord. And we have a choice whether we do that or not. We have a choice whether we, you know, um, gossip and, and pull people down and all those different things. He says, depart from evil. Love God, but depart from evil. Hate evil. Hate it. Don't hate the person, but hate the evil that's got them as a captive. We should hate evil. It's not bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Yeah, let's just all mix it in. It's a, no, 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 no. God is so clear. This is God's side. And this is the enemy's side. You choose this day whom you serve. We well, can't have a, a, a foot in each camp. God showed me as a young Christian, I was radically born again, but I was still going to the pub, still drinking. Praise God, He delivered me. But God showed me this picture. He said, Chelsea, you've got one foot in the world. And Chelsea, you've got one foot in my kingdom. And He said this to me. He said, they're going in opposing opposite directions. And if you continue to stand like that, you're going to be torn apart. Choose who you're going to serve. And that came a crunch time for me in my walk with, with God. And I was like, I've lived on that, so I'm all in Jesus. And there comes a time in our walk where we have to choose. We have to choose to depart from evil. No, I don't want that anymore. I'm not, no, I'm not partaking of that. And start to get aggressive and start to push that stuff off. Because it's not who you are anymore. Your nature is not predispositioned to want to sin when you're born again, you've got the divine nature of God. It's not in you to sin anymore. We've got to renew our mind, but that's not who we are. We don't want to do that stuff anymore. We might, you know, do it a bit out of habit, 
But then we're like, this just this isn't who I am. This isn't who I am. I've got a new nature. I, I see differently. You know, and that's that's what we want, that divine nature of God. Hallelujah. Acts 9:31. Then had the churches rest throughout all of Judea and Galilee and Samaria were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. If we want to see multiplication in our lives, fear the Lord. Walk in the fear of the Lord. They saw everything multiply. And if we can all do that, we will see it multiply even more. Hallelujah. Proverbs 1.29, For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. We've got to choose. Choose this day who we're going to serve. I mean, I serve the devil a million percent. Why would I serve God any less? Man, I sowed all my time into drinking and all the sin. Man, my whole life was invested in that stuff. Man, why should the enemy get more of my life and more of me pouring out than God? Come on, we're either all in. He doesn't want lukewarm. He wants hot, or he prefers cold or hot, not lukewarm. It says it makes him sick. It says it makes him want to vomit. Like you imagine when you're sick and that horrible feeling. That's what it does to God. He wants us to choose today. God, God, I want to be hot for you, Jesus. I'm leaving that old life behind. I don't want it anymore. I'm not partaking of sin anymore. I'm not living in the grey area anymore. But I invite the Spirit of the Lord into my life and to take over and to possess my life, that I would live all my days in reverence and awe and fear of God. It's safe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 16, 6, By mercy and truth, sin is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. If you want riches and honour in your life, here's another key. Proverbs 22.4, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honour and life. Two keys there, fear and humility. It's, it's a constant all the way through the Word. If you start delving into this topic, I'd encourage you, go home and look up all the Scriptures of the fear of the Lord. It's amazing. You know, Jesus said to fear Him above all else. And, you know, I, I just, I have to say this. You know, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man comes unto me unto the Father, sorry, but by me. And you know, we are in a place of society where God's Word is disregarded and man's Word is on the throne. Man's opinions. You know, when we stand up against man's opinions, do we fear God? Or do we cower under man's opinions that are contrary to the Word of God? Because when we fear a man, it says, when you fear man, it brings a snare, it brings a trap. It traps you. But Jesus said even to fear Him above, even your own body, even your own life. He said, don't worry about those that kill the body, but worry about those that can, that can put your spirit into hell. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, yet lose his soul? 
You know, this is, this is a serious thing. Like when we step out of this body, when this body's done with, you're an eternal spirit. You're never gonna pass away. And so we need to make sure that we, um, you know, we're following. He's the way, not, not my opinion of the way, not my, um, you know, my opinion of His truth. No, the truth, the truth, not watered down. You know, we, we're Christians, it's funny. They're like, we just wanna keep the peace at all costs. That's not the peace that God was talking about. If you follow this, it says, <laughs> it says those who choose to live godly will suffer persecution. God's Word is so contrary to all the trends and the beliefs and all the junk going on right at the moment. Will you stand in that time when that question comes? Will you give God's response? Or will you cower under fear and make man's opinions Lord? Because I tell you, He is so worthy of us to speak the truth in those high places. Because the world's actually looking for someone that would stand up and speak truth. The world's looking for that. Their spirits are desperate. Their spirits are hungry. They don't even know they're looking for God. And they're looking for love in all these places. They're looking. They're looking. They're thirsty. They're hungry. They just don't know. They need someone to stand up and proclaim the gospel, something that's going to set them free. If I give you my opinion in the, in the, in the daily world's opinion, it's not going to set anybody free. It's not. And Jesus came so that we could set the captives free by what? By His truth, by the Word of God, by the power of His name. We can't cower. We can't cower in this day and age. We must stand firm. We must preach His Word with all truth. We mustn't be ashamed of the Gospel. Yes, you might offend someone. Jesus offended people. He was love Himself, yet He got crucified. You want to walk more like Jesus, expect to be hated of all nations, it says. But let us above all anything else fear the Lord our God, that we have so much reverence and awe for Him that man's opinions, whatever. Whatever. Man's opinions will never line up with God's opinions. You just got to look in, in the headlines. You know, be salt and light. Don't lose that saltiness of the gospel. Don't lose the truth to sell it out for a lie. Stand firm for Jesus. Hallelujah. Proverbs 14, 12. But there, see, there, there is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, we, we can't afford to stray from the Word of God. We can't afford to, in this day and age, people need us to stand up and speak truth so they can be set free. Otherwise, we're just lying to them. If we side with them and we, oh, okay, it's okay. No, you need to speak truth to them in love that they too would have a chance to know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Hallelujah. And 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. That's the Word of God. We need His Word. We need a, we need a reformation where we come back to the Word of God. And we don't, just, we don't just hear it, but we do it. And we know it and we love it and we honour it. Hallelujah. 
Because I tell you, when you do it God's way, it all works. It works. When you do it your way, it never works. It might work for a season, but it won't work. Hallelujah. He makes it really easy, the narrow path. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.